It was brand new and it brought me thousands of followers, thousands. So the big question is what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Well, that's what we're talking about really in topic three, right? Monitoring your budget and making regular adjustments based on I mean, just just the way you are thinking about your business, you're really ultimately running your business as a business. Yes, you are. And each agent, and you know, it's kind of corny because we always hear it when we start. It is your own business. It is your own business. Your broker provides you a framework. Some brokers just provide you some menial supervision. You know, I know we're talking to all kinds of agents here from highly supervised agents to agents who have their own LLC and, and you know, are doing their own thing. But the bottom line is you have to treat it like it's a business. You constantly have to be looking at, you know, what you're spending your money on. Is it working? What percentage of return is coming back to you on something? If you're spending money on pay-per-click and it's not returning sufficiently or it's costing you more work and the, and the return is minimal, cut it off. Focus on something else. If you have an office and you don't need it, nobody ever goes to it, um, you know, cut it off. Go virtual. You don't need it. But spending thousands of dollars on things that are not producing for you, you've got to let that go because in this future market that we're heading into, that is not plausible. You can't do it. When it so so do you have some kind of um, brackets or parameters that you say, okay, if this is not hitting this certain key performance indicator, you're cutting it. Because this is where I struggle a little bit. This is why I'm bringing it up. Employees, right? You hear this all the time. What is it? Hire slow, fire fast. I'm the opposite. I hire fast and I fire slow. And I struggle with how to basically, you know, make sure that it's fair, that I tried everything instead Uh of just firing yeah. and fucking moving on <laughs> yeah well first of all that's human nature you're that means you're a good guy okay i struggle with the same thing whether it be agents who don't produce or contractors that i have on other things i'm extremely forgiving to the point that it, it takes money out of my pocket and same same you, that's, that's why i bring this up because when we're talking about monitoring budgets I know when to cut my ad spend and my advertising. And there's no, there's no person behind that. There may be an ad rep, but like, who cares? It's not who a cares? human being that you feel yeah. like you're affecting. When you're cutting an agent who's not producing, or when you're cutting a contractor, or an even worse, an employee, you, you genuinely feel bad. You become connected and invested in that person, but you have to understand that you're running a business, and if that person isn't and look i'm preaching to the choir here right i i should be listening to myself i have people right now that work for me that i should just cut loose but i care about them i invest in them i keep thinking they're going to turn that corner things are going to happen and you know why the biggest sales companies like enterprise rent-a-car or dell or whatever you know why they're so successful they have zero emotional balance in it like Basically, you have stats. If you don't meet the stats, you do not stay. 
period. Like you have to call, make these many calls. You have to convert this many deals. You know, you have to convert at this rate. If you don't do it, you get moved to another department. If you don't do it there, you get canned. Okay. Or you just get canned, right? You get a warning. You have a couple of meetings with your boss. We all need to be that way because we're not doing ourselves or the other person a favor by enabling them, right? If you continue to allow them to underperform or not perform and suck off of your business, you're just hurting them as well because they're not growing. They're just thinking that this is life, right? So you have to set metrics and it's going to be different for every business. I can't tell you what metric will work for you because it's different for every business. It's different for every market. It's different for every line of the business, whether your marketing team, your, your agents, your admins, whatever, it's going to be different. But you have to set a, a benchmark for them. You say, hey, here's your deliverables. You need to you know, post this many things on social media per day. If you don't see it, if I don't see it, we're going to have a problem. Or you need to upload this many contracts. I don't know. Whatever it is, you set a parameter. You give them that. You instruct them on that. And then you give them a time frame. And then if they don't do it, you have to meet with them and say, hey, this is your notice. This is your warning. And then let them go. And I'll tell you, it's the hardest thing. I A lot of times I don't even set parameters because I don't want to let someone go. And that's something I'm struggling with as a broker and a team leader to be better about that and realize that enabling people that are failing, essentially, at least they're failing your expectations that you both agreed on, enabling them is not helping them or you. And it's really hurting you. So you got to just nut up and be strong about it and, you know, set your benchmarks, follow through with mentoring. And then if they're not coming to the table with what they promised, you got to let them go. Yeah. You know, I like to amend our topic a little bit and add in there based on performance and set expectations. because. This is really what we're talking about. I think this is partially why I feel, quote unquote, guilty about some of these decisions is because I feel maybe I haven't set the right expectations up front or when things are happening, I haven't reset and put the expectations of how the role or the position has evolved per se, right? Like if you have somebody who sits at your front desk at a brokerage and the expectation is for them to just answer phone calls all day, that's a little bit different than answer phone calls all day, organize events for the, um, for the office and uh, rally up the troops, maybe follow up with the agents, maybe call the agents when a lead comes in that's asking. It's totally different ballgame, right? Um, and same thing for from the agent perspective. I think agent perspective is a little bit easier because it's more black and white, at least to me, because you're either putting up numbers or you're not. And if you're not, let's fix it. And if there's no progress, there's no evolution there, it's evident that you're just pouring time into somebody that is just not willing to put in the work. And there's a hard it's, number there. It's not just time. It's money. Yeah, and, and it's that's, money. Sure. That's what you have to realize. If you got agents, and I'm struggling with this right now, God love all my agents, anyone who see this, but I have agents who are taking and claiming leads and claiming, 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 and not closing deals. And I have other agents who are claiming leads and closing deals. And, you know, and it's 
It's simply a matter of fact that they're not working it. They can tell me, oh, I called this now, but I can actually look in their CRM and see that. And so, you know, whenever they get a lead that they don't close, that another one of my agents could have converted, that literally cost me money. I mean, to the tune of thousands of dollars for one lead. So, you know, it's, Paul, I feel you, man. And I got to say, it's something that is probably my biggest struggle that I'm working on right now next to, you know, making sure is is conversion and making sure that I have people who are converting for me and that I'm cutting the people who are not. Because this isn't a, a gravy train here trying to just feed everybody endlessly. If you can't close deals, you need to be doing something else. Yeah, go go hang out stickers at Walmart. Yeah. Don't take any offense to that. But you know, when it comes to when it comes to real estate, I think the perception is that real estate is easy. And oh yeah. It, it, and it was really painted that it is easy because honestly, you go through your whatever requirements are per state in Florida is 63, and that shit's easy. And the exam is not rocket science. So if you study for it, there's a good chance that you can pass. And I think I think you need like a 70 or an 80 or something like that. That's also not rocket science. And if you fail that shit, go and just retake it. And as long as you're okay, you can retake it five times. Is that what it is? I don't even yeah. know because I passed it on my first one. Um, and and it's like, okay, now you're in business. And now you think the money's going to fall out of the sky and you have no fundamental business skills. You don't know how to prospect. You don't know how to lead gen. You don't know how to navigate your contract. First of all, you don't, you don't know the contract because you've never re- took the time and read the contract. No. Um, so when we're talking about like really just monitoring, I, we're, we're talking about running a business and knowing what it takes to run your, knowing where your top line is, knowing where your bottom line is, knowing how much you should be spending here or there. And there's really no way for you to know until you start screwing up or you start listening to a podcast or you start picking up the MREA book to give you a little bit of a, you know, basics and, and a little bit of an, like, a, like what is it? Equilibrium liners or something. Right. Um, so as we wrap up the topic, what are some of the things that you have in your budget that you constantly pay attention to that you adjust? Well, I mean, it's a number of things. Um, you know, the, the first things are marketing and advertising campaigns. I, I look at them and see, are they doing lead gen? Are they bringing traffic to my pages? If they are, I look at the quantity of it and the quality of it. And Sometimes the ratio is just not there. They might be bringing a lot of traffic, but they're not converting. Or they might be generating a lot of leads, but they're, you know, again, not converting, whatever it is. So marketing and advertising is regretfully, even though they say it should be the last thing you cut, it's usually the first thing that I closely analyze. But I'm not doing it to cut it. I'm doing it to adjust it. And there's a big difference. Bingo. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. I think that's so important to highlight because if you're like, oh, well, that marketing campaign didn't work. No, no, no. Let's look at the messaging. Let's look at the target audience. Where did it go? Who did it hit? Now, see... When people think of campaigns, they're they're thinking as a waste of money or an ROI on their money. You're just buying data. 
no matter what you do. And some data sets work better, some data sets work worse. Yeah, it's it's real simple. Is is it converting for you? And I'm in the process of shifting. I just had one pay-per-click campaign. I'm shutting it down at the end of September. I'm moving to another, an independent contractor. Um, you know, I shifted my, I do use Zillow. I know there's a lot of Zillow haters out there, but it converts pretty well for me. So I use Zillow. Um, you know, there's different, different types of campaigns that I'm always looking at. And if this one's working good, I put a little bit more money there, but you always have to be looking at it because something that will work for you, like you'll take your eyes off of it. And, you know, six months later, you look at it and it hasn't converted a thing in months. So you have to constantly be looking at things and making sure that you are adjusting as much as you can on the go. I know some things require a one year contract. You should try to avoid contracts if you can, because normally if they're forcing you into a contract, it's because it doesn't work. I'm sorry, but that's my experience. Um, unless it's just really affordable and you can, you know, it doesn't hurt you to throw the money at it and be out there generating business. So look for, always look over your profit and loss statement, look at where you're spending money and see where you can cut. Like, for example, I'm getting rid of that office, um, you know, getting rid of that office. That'll be another set of utilities, another set of internet, uh, you know, the lease on the office. I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars a month that I'm going to put down back in my pocket. It didn't generate me any money back. Oh, well, you know, that's, I look at it as, you know, I tried, I gave it a shot. It didn't work. Okay, moving on to the next thing. Yeah, that's so important. That's so important. And I really admire that you have the ability and uh, not only to oversee and make that decision, but you're not afraid of pulling out of that market or pulling out of that office and being so objective about it. Because I think some people will overstay their welcome and they'll go out of business. And ultimately, your fiduciary duty is to you and to your agents. So if that is what's going to put so much strain on the op, just to get out. Throw yourself a lifeline and and fuck all those people who quote unquote judge that you all, you know, Craig couldn't make it work. Well, no, we just decided that it doesn't work and we don't want to make it work. There's other better solutions that we can go and, and, and go after. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, so. Absolutely. Um, and I would advise you guys to really read. Uh, I've started really reading a lot in the past couple of years. You know, people will recommend, you know, you to read a book and you hear it and it goes in one ear and out the other. And I do get more yeah. of the real estate books, but there are some books out there that have changed my life. I'll tell you one y'all can write down. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? It's the classic mm. sales book. It's about 27 pages. Get it and read it. It is a game changer. You will figure out that you did things later because of that book that you didn't even realize you did. Another one that I just finished reading was Sun Tzu and the Art of War. You've always heard of that one. Great book to read because it it got me thinking about this Harlingen thing, this other market, and how everybody looks at you and perceives you. You know, so I won't give away the the story there, but read that one. Another book that I'm reading right now is The 48 Rules of Power. These are all really well-known books and they're interesting. You can put them on an Audible, um, whatever platform you use and listen to them while you're driving. Listen to podcasts like what Paul's doing. Uh, There's mastermind podcasts out there. Instead of listening to the radio when you drive around and listen to the news, God-awful news, don't listen to the news. It's negativity. 
All of them, whether you're a CNN person, Fox News, MSNBC, it's all drama, clickbait, garbage. Don't listen to it. Find positive, uplifting, productive things that you can enjoy and learn from. Listen to that and it will be a game changer. Yeah, I think that's huge. I think that's huge. But hey, as you wrap up today's podcast, Craig, I want to give you the floor. If you're looking to expand, maybe bring on more agents. Maybe you are entertaining going into another market or maybe you need some killers in yours or maybe you're just looking to buy and sell more homes with your clients. Tell us what market you serve and how can people get in touch with you? Well, I do want to say one other thing before we go there because we didn't get to get it into section one of the show. Guys, the most important thing that that Paul alluded to in the beginning is improvisation. Don't, oh, that's right. You don't, before the podcast, right? Right. I, I started a podcast. Well, I started Facebook in 2009 um, and it was just this brand new thing. And I started my uh, page called Brownsville Living, a local thing. And I would just post pictures of restaurants, and all this stuff. Now everybody does it, right? It's not a new thing. Okay. But back then, nobody was promoting local stuff. It was brand new and it brought me thousands of followers, thousands. And I still have my network and I'm always trying to innovate and improvise. A few, about five or six years ago, I started a show called Brownsville Live. Now, I don't do it as regular as I used to because I'm so busy with 65 agents. But you know what I did? I literally started streaming off my phone. And then I gradually, I got a new mic. I got a ring light. I set up a backdrop. I did other things to make it a little bit more, you know, higher quality production. Um, But I just kind of kept it real. And people like that. Don't be afraid to start doing TikTok reels just with you. Watch other influencers and see what they do. Watch Paul's stuff. Just start doing it. You don't have to go spend thousands of dollars on equipment. And frankly, right now, you can go on Amazon and buy a mini home studio for like 80 bucks. You can get lighting, camera mounts, everything you need to go live and shoot and create a show and create content. And people like, and I'll bet Paul can attest to this, people do not like overproduced crap. That's what they see on the news. I went crazy with my show when I added CGI and graphics and crawlers and all these things. And my viewership dropped through the floor on my show. So you know wow. what I did? I went back to a straight up shot, just video to the basics. talking with the backdrop or my guest. Super easy, man. Just go live and start doing it and have come up with topics. Do it consistently and don't be afraid and be yourself. Don't try to be a broadcaster. You're not a broadcaster. People don't want to see that. They want to see the real you. So be the real you. Like Paul said, hey, we can cuss here. This is other professionals. Be yourself. Maybe keep the cussing down a little bit, but, you know, be natural and you will bring people to you. So that's probably the best advice I can leave to you is don't be afraid. Improvise, innovate, try new things, try new platforms when they come up. Go live, bring people to you and be natural and be yourself. And I promise you'll succeed. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Now I'll hand it back over to you to tell oh, us yes. what market so you serve and then how can people get in touch with you? Okay. Well, my name is Craig Grove. I'm the broker owner with GRT Realty. We serve the Rio Grande Valley um, from Brownsville to South Padre Island to McAllen. Um, we are open to bringing on agents anywhere in the Rio Grande Valley. We offer an incredible split. I won't go into the details here, but if you want to call me, 
I'm sure Paul will have my info here, but you can reach me through uh, my uh, my website, grtrealty.net. Uh, you can get my cell phone through the contact information provided here. Um, you know, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, obviously I'm happy to help you in the Valley. Um, but you know, more, more than that, I just wanted to get on here with Paul and, and just talk real estate with you guys and let you know that, you know, it, it's not about being perfect. What do they say? The saying is the enemy of what enemy of good is great, right? Mm -hmm. So when Paul started this show, do you think he was great? No. He was just learning and doing things and trying to figure it out. That's all you got to do is just try to put something out, whether it's content or marketing, whatever you do, just put something out there, put yourself out there and don't worry about what anybody's going to say. There'll be detractors. There'll be haters. People go, Oh, I can't believe you went live or whatever. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Just do it and bring attention to yourself. And that's what matters. And I wish you all the best of luck in these next couple of years. It's going to be challenging. Stay close to your broker, ask for those leads, work those leads. And I promise the business will come to you. Amazing. Craig, thank you so much. It's been an absolute blast having you on the show. And for everybody else, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below.